How many authors could title their book simply World Order without sounding utterly presumptuous? Henry Kissinger still plays in a league of his own. For admirers and critics alike, he is more than just a former U.S. Secretary of State and previous National Security Advisor. Some see him as the quintessential wise man of U.S. foreign policy. Others as a diehard real politicker hanging on to yesterday's world. And still others as a perennial bite noir. To all he remains larger than life. And regardless of how one views Kissinger, his new book is tremendously valuable. To call world order timely would be an understatement, for if there was one thing the world yearned for in 2014, it was order. In the Middle East, the Syrian civil war has killed hundreds of thousands and allowed jihadist groups to threaten the stability of the entire region. In Asia, an economically resurgent China has grown more assertive, stoking anxiety among its neighbors. In West Africa, the Ebola pandemic has nearly shut down several states. And even Europe, the most rule-bound and institutionalized part of the world, has seen its cherished liberal norms come under direct assault as Russian President Vladimir Putin reclaimed military aggression as an instrument of state policy. Even more ominous, the traditional guardians of global order seem to have become reluctant to defend it. Following long, costly wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, the United States and other Western powers are suffering from intervention fatigue, preferring instead to focus on domestic concerns. And the rising powers have so far proved either unwilling or unable to safeguard international stability. Enter Kissinger. A strategist and historian by training, he takes the long view. The core of the book is his exploration of different interpretations of the idea of world order and competing approaches to constructing it. Kissinger opens the book by defining the term world order as the concept held by a region or civilization about the nature of just arrangements and the distribution of power thought to be applicable to the entire world. As he is quick to point out, any system of this kind rests on two components, a set of commonly accepted rules that define the limits of permissible action and a balance of power that enforces restraint where rules break down, preventing one political unit from subjugating all others. Kissinger's world, it turns out, is not just about power derived from economic wealth and military might, but also about the power of ideas although for him the ideas that matter most are those of the powerful. In his view, traditional notions such as sovereignty and non-interference still reign supreme, having buttressed the international system for almost four centuries. Today that system is very much in flux, however, as powerful actors promote alternative ways to order it, from theocracy to autocratic capitalism to borderless postmodernity. But only the prevailing structure, Kissinger argues, fulfills the two main objectives of world order, legitimacy and a balance of power. Among the book's many messages, then, perhaps the clearest of all is a warning. Do not dispose of an organizing principle if there exists no ready alternative that promises to be just as effective.